welcome to another episode of Failing Forward. Of course, uh, like, comment, subscribe, share, do all of that stuff. And I'm joined here by Gabby Hanna. Now, <laughs> we haven't done this episode yet, but I already know this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. Oh, thank God. Well, because I know what story we're going to talk about. Yes, because and you were a large, integral part of that story. I was. Yes. I <laughs> helped you fail forward. Um, <laughs> I, the failing part. So, uh, Gabby, if anyone doesn't know, is a tremendous digital megastar. Your YouTube has over 6 million subscribers. Uh, what's your Instagram at now? Um, I try not to look. It's probably close to that, too. No, I don't four think so. 4 million? It's around 4. Yeah, only yeah. 4 million. My apologies. It's only 4 million. It's not um, quite 6. <laughs> your worst posts get more likes than most people have followers. <laughs> So interesting way to look at it. Yeah, it's Word. like your individual posts are more popular than people's entire accounts. Wow, you think about this a lot more than I it's, try to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying stuff now. Yeah, I'm just saying words to try to impress the listeners and the viewers. I'm so bad at accepting that type of attention. Yeah, so you're definitely trying to change the subject from <laughs> yes. me saying good things about you. Yeah, uh, and also your musical career is very impressive because you you release some singles and without radio play really they mm -hmm. still hit number one and two on the overall charts which was incredible yeah that was dope i have yeah. really really supportive go hard uh followers and supporters so i'm very lucky for but that. that but that's incredible the idea that like because radio is so much controlled by you know the insiders for sure that to be yeah. an outsider in the industry and be like Fuck all y'all. <laughs> like yeah, my that's, stuff's that's my the cool stuff's thing more about the popular. internet is you can just kind of you don't have to play by anybody else's rules. You can do the music. Like I did a radio show where they played one of the songs off the new EP, and I did a poll saying, "What's your guys' favorite song? What do you want to play on the radio?" And the one song had more votes than all of the other songs combined, and they still chose another song. Wow! So it just kind of shows sort of how out of touch that world is with what people actually want to hear. Yeah, that's so dumb of yeah. them. They're yeah, like... they played the, I think, third, and the third place song wasn't even close to the first yeah. two. Yeah. They're like, we're just going to do what we want. Yeah. Yeah, which is why it's dying as a medium. I mean, maybe we can save it. We can save radio. We can save radio. Yeah, I don't know if it's dying, but it's definitely not the go-to means of entertainment. Right yeah, now. the idea of I mean, every now and then, like, because you know, I have my Bluetooth hooked up, but sometimes you start your car and it doesn't automatically get it, <laughs> and so sometimes so I listen like, to the radio, radio because of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I want to I want to get right into this story because I feel it. like it's going to take the entire length of the podcast. Probably. So. Uh, this was 2015, 2015, right? I think it was, oh wait, no, it was, it was the end of 15 going into 16. Yeah, so, yes. so I remember it was, it was like Christmas, New Year's week. It was the day before Christmas Eve. Day before Christmas Eve. Yes. Okay. I remember so, that specifically because Christmas it Eve very Eve. much ruined my, my holiday. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. So I only get to see my family like once a year. It was the last time I saw my grandma before she died. But yeah, but whatevs, you fine. know, right? We're yeah. all good now. Okay, <laughs> so let's explain what happened. Um, a video came out on YouTube. So you had at the time a pretty big YouTube channel. At the time, still yes, bigger than mine it is now. Was at that time approaching eight hundred thousand. I have a weirdly specific memory. Well, I remember that too because part of the video that attacked you talked about your numbers. 
Yes. And so... And you know how I know they had been working on that for a very long time? Because they screenshot it. There's like, this is a girl with 700,000 subscribers. And at this point, I had about eight. So oh, they had so... been working on that video for probably like three months. Oh, wow. They put a lot of love and heart into that one. <laughs> so so there was a video. I mean, you tell the, tell the story. Basically, there was a video from an anonymous user who... Am I talking to them or am I talking to you? Uh, just talk to me. Sure. Um, there was a video from you an anonymous user... You can mug for the camera at some point. You can give like a reaction shot. Yeah. Who was basically accusing me of being a joke thief and saying all my content was stolen and that I built a career on being a joke thief. And they had put together examples over my last like two or three years on the internet of like this tweet and then like this video idea and this exact joke and stuff like that. And some of them were like a huge stretch. And then there was one that was very specifically for sure Louis C.K. And then I, you know, acknowledge like, oh shit, yes, I have heard this before. It was not intentional. Wait, before you talk about your reaction, let's talk about the video a little bit more. Yeah, I don't really remember it that well. I did have a reaction that I haven't posted yet where I watched it again for the first time since 2016, and that was last December. So I don't remember a lot of it, but it was basically just making fun of me as a person, but more so saying that I steal all my content. So the video, now, did that channel exist aside from that video? They had, I think, maybe a few videos before that, but they hadn't posted in at least a year at that point. So they kind of came out of hiatus. They did reviews on, like, Girl Meets World. I remember was one that of them. was the channel? Yeah, they did reviews on, like, it was a movie review, a review on Girl Meets World, and basically was just criticizing shows. Yeah. And then they went to sleep on YouTube and came back, just for me. <laughs> so I discovered this video because it was trending on Reddit. Yeah, it was number one. Yeah. Within, but when it was number one on Reddit, it only had, I think, like 300 views or maybe less than that. When I saw it, it only had like a couple hundred views. But it got very, very popular on Reddit. Very fast, yeah. Yeah, it was one of these things where just people latched onto it for whatever reason. Yeah. And I think it's because it's very easy for someone who is frustrated in their own life to see someone being taken down for what they believe to be a justifiable reason, whether it was yeah. or not. And it's a, you know, it's schadenfreude. It's it's them going, oh, well, I'm not successful because I don't steal and that's why, right? And so, yeah. so then people get behind it and they see it as justice. There's a whole sub on Reddit called justice porn. Yeah. And it's not like porn of like a judge and a lawyer. But what's so lawyer. interesting about these people who are behind this one is it didn't look like they were really trying to be in entertainment at all. Yeah. So the jealousy seemed very weird, but then, you know, you and I talked, and we'll get to that part right. of but, but where the, it came from. But I mean the viewers. The reason I think it trended Why they on, yeah. is because people saw that as, you know, as a catharsis almost. Yeah. Because to them, you were presented as a villain. And so it was like, here is this alleged joke thief who is being taken down for stealing. Haha. And also, once the Rogan Mencia video got popular, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody a lot of people were tweeting to... at Joe Rogan to come for me. Oh wow. Everyone A lot of people did. Look, and Mencia absolutely is a joke thief. Well, yeah. <laughs> but everyone once that happened, Everybody wanted to out the next person, mm-hmm. and it, it's a, what year did that happen? Um, oh God, that had to be that had to be ten years ago, maybe more. Yeah, and this was what six years after that. Yeah, yeah. But from that, like, I saw so many compilation videos of like, look at this, and they stole from that. Mm-hmm. And I also saw 
people accusing the most ridiculous thing. Someone once accused me of stealing a Jim Gaffigan joke where, and at the time, Jim and I were friends. Yeah. And like, I don't really You're talk to him much anymore. anymore. He's just too famous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like Jim Gaffigan But it, a lot. he's wonderful. But, yeah. but I mean, at the time we talked regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, l- like this was, you know, and literally the only, the only commonality of the joke was that we both mentioned the word Cleveland. That was it. Interesting. Literally, it was a reference to a city that exists. Well, it is a very specific city. To it be is fair. a very specific city. <laughs> um, and it was like both ju- us just both telling stories of being in Cleveland. I lived in Cleveland at one point, and I feel personally attacked. It's I. <laughs> it was actually the rest of the joke is about how you lived in Cleveland. So, uh, but anyway, I actually the point, stole it from you. Yeah, the, right. That's why I the video. I stole it from made, you when you stole it from him. I commissioned the video. No, mm-hmm. so so what happened was this video trends, mm-hmm. and how did you find out about it? I found out because my friend texted me and said like, "Hey, I just want you to." see this from like a friend I wouldn't worry about it only because that's when it literally had one to two hundred views and he was like it only has a couple hundred views I wouldn't worry too much about it but it is on reddit and then it went to number one like immediately even with a couple hundred views so that's how I found out about it and then I watched it and I genuinely laughed through it because the guy was funny at I mean he came off kind of funny to me when I before I realized he was very specifically just trying to take me down um but he I could tell just from watching it the first time that there was a lot of jealousy going on because like I was sitting in Conan O'Brien's chair and he like couldn't stand that I was like had the honor of being in Conan's presence. But this was also at a time when people just hated Vine and Viners in general. And I had a very notable face on that platform because I was always on the popular page. So if you hated Vine, you for sure hated me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I didn't hate you at the time and I didn't like Vine, but I didn't like Vine for other reasons. I didn't like Vine Fair. because, yeah. I <laughs> you didn't, didn't like Vine for the reason a lot of people did not like Vine. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like people would become famous for six seconds of using other people's content. Yeah. Which is basically what it was. So I see this thing trend on Reddit. And at the time, I was running, which I still am, I, I run a Facebook group called Comedians Writers Against Plagiarism. Mm-hmm. We originally mobilized because of the Fat Jewish's Instagram account. And we were just tired of being stolen from. And like we're the people who got his uh, who, who got his book signing canceled in uh, L.A. because we 200 of us reached out to Barnes and Noble and we're like, you, he's stolen from us. Stop it. And I've had Rob Fee on the on the show before. And, you know, we've we've talked about this whole thing. And so uh, I saw this video and I truly did not ever believe you stole purposefully. And I, I not in a moment of this process, I never believe I never believe that you were like, I see this funny thing. I'm going to take it. You have knowledge of taking it. Mm-hmm. But I did think that you took stuff by accident. You when you talked to me, though, never said anything like that. Yeah. You were very much like you stole this. You don't understand. Like, this is a big deal because blah, 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 blah. And you never were like, oh, maybe it was an accident. But some of those examples were so far of a stretch that I can't even believe that people were subscribing to it. A- absolutely. The the, p- the key and peel one was outrageously ridiculous. Yeah. Some some of them absolutely were a stretch. Yeah. The thing that got me, though, was the was the Louis joke. And by yeah. the way, this is also before the world understood what Louis was. But the. The thing that got me was because the Louis joke had the similar had the same transitions. And when I when I look to see if something's theft and 
so many times a comedian will post to be like, this other comic stole my joke. And I'll look at the two jokes and I'm like, no, you just wrote mm-hmm. something generic. Mm-hmm. And so did they. Yeah. Like what? Well, the thing about the Louis joke, it, it was a generic concept for sure. Yes. But the delivery was very much Louis. And that's why I went on that post immediately and I was just like, oh my God, like for sure, like a lot of this isn't true, but the Louis C.K. one is for sure true because I... At all times, I'm listening to stand-up comedy on Pandora, and that bit comes on over and over and over, but, like, that was, you know, when was the last time they stopped playing that bit, whatever. So then when I was doing that concept about, about, like, Columbus, (laughs) um, funny, when I did that bit about Columbus, and, like, everybody knows that about Columbus, that he was, like, a horrible person, but we still celebrate him as if he wasn't. So then that was just, like, a small part of a video about... I don't even remember what it was about. There's a there's a concept, and I I'm blanking on the name of it now, but it is it is something that I was I've been guilty of as well, mm-hmm. where you basically don't remember that you heard something, you just and you think you thought of it. And we've we parallel have this thinking or just ob- oh, like absorbing. It's not it. parallel thinking. There's yeah. a you know what uh, during we'll go to the break in a little bit. I'll look it yeah. up during the break to actually get the name of it. Well, um, the concept of it is just absorbing, though. Like, we're at right. all times absorbing things that we've heard or experienced. So, like, if I'm writing a song, I might... There was actually a perfect example. I wrote a song that I sang it to my producer, and she was like, that sounds almost exactly like a Halsey song. And the Halsey song that she played, when she played it back, I still didn't know the song because it was one of her more, like, obscure ones. Yeah. But at some point, I had to have heard that song Probably because on, it was almost specific, like, exactly those In a notes. gym or a mall or something, exactly. you know, when you're just walking through and accidentally absorbing it. Yeah. And so, and that can happen with stories. There have been situations, actually, there's a great video about YouTube, uh, on YouTube about this phenomenon where one of the examples that they use, and it'd be so funny if I just used this as my example, but one of the examples that they used <laughs> was sometimes you'll tell a story to a friend of yours and they're like, I told you that story. Yeah, or like a fact. <clears throat> yeah, and that happens. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, this is just on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. So, but I did... I did see this as you had a big channel. It wasn't the monster it is today, but it was still very big. I mean, it's 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 still 50% bigger than mine is now. And I saw you having an opportunity because you also had a fairly young fan base. Mm-hmm. And you had an opportunity to set an example. And in a world where we were getting so frustrated that all these giant meme accounts were springing up where these people would be making millions of dollars off the backs of someone else's work. Mm -hmm. And I saw this and I was like, she has an opportunity to take a strong stand and tell people. And it wasn't just like, oh, you need to apologize. It was like, you need to. The thing with the internet, though, and I actually just experienced this recently, too, where everybody always wants like an apology, like apologize, apologize. But the second somebody apologizes, they actually almost always make it worse for themselves because people don't actually want an apology. Yeah, I don't They want want to watch you burn. Well, I don't want an apology (laughs) or to watch you burn. I wanted to see example behavior that's that's what i thought would make a difference but like when i did respond to that and straight up own up to the fact like oh my god this was unintentional but this for sure is louis ck i'm did not i'm not going to try to pretend like it's not but you know it's not yeah um 
And then everybody just jumped on with her like, oh, yeah, right. She's just like covering her track. She doesn't actually care. Blah, blah, blah. Like no matter what you say in those situations, especially with that type of community, people don't give a fuck. They just want you to burn. So they're yeah. looking for you to say anything to make you slip up in any way. And in this case where I'm being painted as a joke thief because, yes, the Louis C.K. thing was on point. But then they're talking about a tweet that Bo Burnham tweeted three years prior to me, a key and Beale pit key and peel bit that wasn't even remotely similar yeah and i don't even i haven't even had cable for fucking 15 years i've never saw the key but and both peel things bit. were about cleveland so you know it's the same that's what i'm saying so it's like he went through 800 vines 100 youtube videos thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of tweets to pull out four or five examples where he could paint me like a joke thief and instead of anybody going and looking and seeing okay is this girl actually this person everybody was just like joke thief and then now it's kill yourself whore cunt slut fucking fat slob ugly bitch and it's like why do you think i'm going to re receive this in I'm, any way i'm other still than sorry for saying all that stuff it right. was over the top <laughs> it was just really too bit. much yeah but yeah it's just that it's a mom mentality thing and like it's hard thank god that i'm somebody who's grown enough and mature enough and like to be better that i was able to be in that situation and be like okay th this is a learning experience but for anybody else you're not going to respond to that type of behavior with anything other than anger how old were you when this happened 24 24 25 okay. maybe because i remember thinking because we talked for about an hour because very much to your credit you did message me mm -hmm. because i what i basically put i i pretty much put a message that said i run this group of comedians and writers against plagiarism you've gotten our attention um, I, and I forget what I asked of you, but it was, it, it, you know, I took a very strong, like, you need to fix this kind of stance. And at the time in the group, you know, there, there were, people had their pitchforks out. People were ready to like, you know, let's end this per And it's just like, first of all, you don't decide when to end somebody, but also like, give it a minute, you know, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like the reason I'm so against fuck Jerry and I'm so against uh, the fat Jewish is because they have time and time again defended the act of plagiarism. Not right. just saying like, you, you know, n not just saying something like, oh, you know, we have parallel thinking and blah, 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 but literally admitting to taking from people and being like, it's just the internet, it's not a big deal. And it is a huge deal. It is yeah. how people make their living. The internet is, everybody is on the internet. Saying it's just the internet is saying like, it's just real life. Yeah, that is real life. So anyway, I posted this thing. Question though, before you posted it, yeah, did you at any point think maybe I should go watch some of her content and see if this is actually like the truth? No, because to me the the Louis thing was egregious enough. And but you saw that I in the comments said like yes, this I've definitely heard this before. I'm now acknowledging that I've heard this. I forgot I heard this. So you've seen you saw that comment before yes. you made your post. Yes, but I also did not think that that was enough to set the example for your viewers. But do you? I just see didn't think it was public enough. A comment on the video that was made. Yes. Like because the thing is, my viewers had still until I talked about it had no idea it happened. Yeah. Because the people that were attacking me were not my viewers. Right. So. You but, know what what I, I mean? <laughs> but what I wanted, what I wanted, 
Um, and this part, I, I'm not going to defend every action I had. didn't even know the bit, probably, for the most part. Right, but that was what I thought was so important. What, but what you were demanding was like, I want you to set an example to these people who actually don't even know what's going on. And basically, you just wanted me to be a whipping boy. No, I didn't which, want you to be a whipping boy. But you did. Because, the, my again, my viewers, like to them, it wouldn't have really been an example. What would have been good for me to do, and which I have done, is like, okay, going forward, I see this. I apologize for it on the forum that is being spoken about. And now going forward, I'm going to be much more careful, which I have been. Yeah. But what you wanted was for me to go on my public platform where nobody is even privy to anything that's happening and be like, I did this horrible thing, everybody. And look at me. I deserve to be punished for this. And please do better. No, I wanted that you to is say what you no. And let me explain what I wanted. And we have to go to break in a second. Um, what I wanted what you know, what? we're going to go to break and I'll come back and say what I want. Joined here on Failing Forward <laughs> with a very uh, intense conversation with, with Gabby nice Hanna. Nice cliffhanger. Thank you very much. <laughs> so what I wanted was for you to say, hey, I did this horrible thing, but not I should be punished. It's I did this horrible thing. I've learned from it. And but I, and I see why it's wrong. To a platform where it wasn't even an issue that yeah. is punishment because now that's bringing more eyeballs to it instead of you didn't want me to learn my lesson in a small space and get better you wanted me to learn my lesson in a very big space because i wanted and other people to, i wanted myself. other people to learn the lesson as well but you're picking one person yes. who made one mistake and saying that this person should be this very public example of a horrible thing yes but i also and also i was being branded as a joke thief and i'm simply not Right. I actually saw it as an opportunity not to say, hey, I'm a joke thief. It's my fault. Yeah. But an opportunity to say, hey, I did this thing. I am growing from it and going forward. Things are going to be better, which I actually think would be not a punishment on your rep, but a better thing on your rep, because I do believe which that it was we eventually. Love... But what's wrong with doing that in the forum that it's already been in as yeah. opposed to making it this big massive public spectacle which is whether you like it or not because you're I'm um, no offense you're not in the spotlight that I was in at that I'm time not. right now so to bring that to such a huge public light when you can learn your lessons silently and people have this perception of public figures where it's like well everything that they have to do needs to be public and be a big deal where it's yeah. like I apologize to the people on the platform where it was to then make that a part of my larger reputation when it's just it wasn't true like yes I made a mistake and I heard the Louis thing and I repeated it and then all of the other examples were literally just bogus because it yeah. was a hit piece which we've discovered because I've told you who did it yes um, it was just a hit piece to try to bring me down you wanted me to bring that to a big platform and essentially say to my audience who's not even involved in this guys I'm a joke thief and I did this thing and it's bad and it put me on the same level because people were putting me on the same level as fuck Jerry yeah and that's not fair well, because I had hours and hours and hours and hours of content that was not stolen and there was one example of a thing that but for I did. me it, it for me it wasn't just about okay I want her to learn a lesson for me it was always I, you know your role model whether you want to be or but not. But why do you get to be the person that says that I have to set the example? Just because like, I run take, a group of I'm sorry, Facebook Lance, people. Lance210, <laughs> every single one of his tweets is like a stolen tweet. Yeah. That person should oh. be an example. Not somebody like me who's genuinely writing You think writing you're the content. only one we went after? 
But the thing is, you're just is, the only person like, I eventually became friends with that we went yes, after. Yes, but I'm just saying where I was at that time. Yeah, I don't think it was fair for everybody to expect and demand things from people where everybody's like, "You need to apologize for this. You need to be the example for this. This is how I want you to behave. This is how I want you to handle this trauma." Because that was a trauma for me. Yeah, that was on New Year's or Christmas Eve, the world telling me I'm a horrible person and a joke thief, and the two years of work that I put in writing jokes and creating content being chalked up to all being stolen which that is what was being done also not a single person like you steve hofstetter yeah. went and looked and watched my content to be like is this true is this girl actually stealing this stuff or is this just one rogue example in hundreds of hours of content and also we we killed your grandmother and that's a bad that's a horrible thing yes. that we did. but the i i understand what you're saying i do not regret I do not regret what I did. I do regret how I did it because the thing that I didn't do was understand you as a person sitting there at your computer watching mm -hmm. the world crash around you. Yes. And as somebody who wasn't trying to be a comedian, might I add? Yeah. Well, but <laughs> and that you was were... another thing. Well, this was something I learned from it too. Sorry, I keep cutting you off, and I know everybody in the comments is gonna be like, "Why well, should keep cutting him off?" But that was another no, thing too. No, because is... they're gonna be more your fans than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that people were like really looking at me as somebody who was like a professional entertainer and a comedian and somebody who was trying to make it in that space when in reality I was just some girl like sitting at home on her computer and her phone being like this is fun you know right. and then it had gotten to a point where it's like when you grow online it's kind of hard to recognize like 800,000 people as like oh these are 800,000 fans you just kind of it doesn't feel real it's a small city like, I don't know what that means the population of a small city oh yeah but like when you it's kind of like a frog in boiling water whereas you're growing it's like oh i have like you know fifty thousand people really like me and that's really cool and then it's a hundred and a hundred doesn't feel that much than 50 and then a million doesn't feel that much different than a hundred and then six million feels the same as i feel at 50 you but know also your uh your fans are are more interactive and more rabid than i've seen you shared a video of mine in 2016. I still get mentions on people replying to that tweet. Oh, wow. It's, you know, now it's few and far between, but as of like probably last year, it would still be once every couple of weeks, someone would reply to that tweet. And I was like, this is a tweet from 2016. Mm -hmm. And they're not replying about my video at all. They're just trying to get your attention. <laughs> like, you have a huge reach. And that, to me, was always the issue. And it wasn't it wasn't a question of like, oh, well, we came for you. It was, I mean, <clears throat> we use that tactic for everybody. Now, mm -hmm. the thing that you did differently was actually talk to me. And actually, we spent an hour going back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, with now... I didn't think about the fact that like you're being attacked by everybody. You're not in the mindset of having a casual conversation about what this might yeah. be. And had I been approached in that way, I'm yeah. very receptive to constructive criticism. I'm always eager to learn and grow. But even I mean, your post wasn't kind. No. Like you weren't approaching it in a way that's like, hey, like, here's this girl. Let's try to stop this in its tracks. It was just like this joke thief is profiting off the backs of other I people. I did not say that. I, it was essentially that. I did not say that. I was trying the the reason I I mean I remember using the phrase you've gotten our attention and the reason I did that was because we were trying to get yours. Yeah. And I I have very much learned from that approach because a lot of times people like Facebook pages now take my videos all the time. 
And what I'll do is I'll message them. And the them irony is people steal my content all the time, too. <laughs> constantly. And you know how shitty that feels. The, the, I mean, I don't care that much, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah, just because, I mean, I'm not saying that it's right or whatever. It's just like the way that, and this is how I explained it in the time when I was 24. I think I was yeah. 25 years old. It was all happening. And I just saw other like YouTubers and Viners like copy pasting memes and like pasting it. And that's just how you like grow your channel. It's like, hey, this is where you want to come to see funny stuff. And the way I always saw it is like, okay, well, I tweet out song lyrics and I didn't write the song. Yeah. So to me, it was always that. And obviously I learned and I growed from that, but like growed. <laughs> yeah. I grew from that. But like nobody ever sat me down and explained to me like, it's not the same because people are reading Twitter differently than they're, you know, if you see song lyrics, you can probably guess that it's song lyrics. But if you're reading a joke, you assume this person wrote it. And there's things that I figured out. But again, it wasn't, it was never coming at me like that. It was coming at me as like hack, cunt, whore, bitch, slut, yeah. kill yourself. You don't deserve anything. At thief. least I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Um. But the, and, and what I do now is like when I see a page steal one of my videos, I don't just go, take this down. What I do is I write to them and I go, hey, it's great that you like my video. I appreciate that. Um, you do need my permission to use it. So let's talk about how that works. Mm. And w if they come at me combative that way, then I'm like, all right, fuck you, DMCA notice. And, yeah. You know, take it down. But sometimes they'll be like, okay, and then I'll talk about them and we'll monetize it and I'll get some of the money from it. Um, the thing that you bring up, though, is I really do think it would be wonderful for there to be an online ethics course in high schools now. Mm -hmm. Like if there isn't such a thing, I mean it's been a bit since I've been in high school, but if there isn't such a thing, there needs to be that. And and it's not just like, oh, here's how you treat other people. It's also like, here's what is okay to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, when someone goes, oh, well I have a small Twitter, what does it matter if I share this joke as if it's mine? Anything can go viral. Yeah. Stuff can go viral from someone who has a hundred followers. Yeah. I mean, people have stolen back when Vine was a thing, people would copy my Vines and theirs would go viral and my wouldn't. Or yeah. still today, you know, I tweet something and it goes like kind of viral, but then a meme account tweets it and then it goes very viral. So like I get yeah. it. And like I'm there. I don't particularly care that much, but like yeah. I understand why well, people part do. of it is you you know I have my own shit going on. To be on. frank, you can afford not to care. Yeah, exactly. Um the okay, so we'll get back let's get back to the story. Okay. So we talk for about an hour mm -hmm. and nothing comes of it. Like we talk in circles basically. And the phrase I used and I feel a little bit bad about it, but at the same time it makes this a more dramatic story <laughs> is at the end of that conversation. I referred to you as being irredeemable. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean, I didn't mean as a person. I meant in this aspect of understanding why I was upset with what you did. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there was, I saw a lot of justification. Yeah. And. Well, I but think that's it, was, defense. it was less justification and more so defense. Because again, it was never just about like you stole this Louis C.K. bit. It was you're a thief and you've built your career on stealing content. That's how the world was approaching me. Right. And my... I was me, not going that strong. But you kind of were. Like, you were kind of on that train still of just everybody treating me like I built my career on And it's on also very easy to lump someone into that when, yeah. when it's coming from a million people. Like, I was literally being compared to Carlos Mencia and the fat Jewish when it's like, yeah, why? Because I did one joke that a famous comedian did here's the thing if i was genuinely trying to steal like content from people yeah. too 
it wouldn't be from one of the most famous comedians in the world. Yeah. Like, how stupid does anybody have to be? Well, that is what Mencia did. Mencia stole from Cosby. But like, Again, he, before he was we also, knew what Cosby was. But he was also so famous that yeah. like it's like an old Cosby bit and like I see how he maybe thought that he could get away with it because he was so famous Yeah. but like the idea of people thinking that I really watched that Louis C.K. bit and was like I'm gonna steal this and nobody's gonna know Well, <laughs> I, and I never thought that but I always saw like a situation like yours I saw that as whether it's accidental or not I saw that as and I don't know if you're a baseball fan but at all. But if you never thought that I stole it on purpose, then why would you think I was irredeemable for being defensive about people calling me a joke thief when I admitted point it, blank immediately in the comments an hour after the video was wasn't, up, I stole this. It wasn't the it, it wasn't the being defensive for people calling you a joke thief that that made me think that. It was the you not understanding why I thought it was a big problem. Because at the time you were responding as if like, look, it's a thing, and I said I'm sorry, and that's enough. And I was saying like, well, it's not really enough because, you know, who saw that? And I know what you're saying is you don't want to, you know, walk through with the shame bell behind you, and I get that. But yeah, I was saying this is an opportunity me was to brand myself as a joke thief on my channel. But I wasn't. I was but asking. That, but that is what it would do, and you know that. No, because of what you did do did not brand you and what you did do was what I was asking for eventually. And yeah, here's but, the here's the here's the redeemable part of the I story. But if I would have done that at the time that you wanted me to do it, it would not have been received like that and I promise you that. Well, here's the People redeemable People would have said she's just trying to cover her tracks. But here's the redeemable part of the story. You handled it. Redeem me. <laughs> you you handled it wonderfully. And this is how we became friends. Yeah. And I also by the way, I don't know if I could have a conversation this honest with someone in this situation if we didn't eventually become friends. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I did what I could and that this is it is what it is and it's done. And, you know, with an idea of like, we'll see if it comes up again, because if it comes up again, then it's a pattern. Then it's, you know, once you're aware that people are saying this and if you took something, then it's OK, this is too much. Mm -hmm. So it's a couple months later, six months, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah. To be honest. And. And you hit me up and you said, I made this video and I want to run it by you. And it was basically a video where you talked about the whole thing and you explained to people why taking, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is wrong. And it was wonderful. And it was so well done. And I also was very impressed that you even after our conversation, which, you know, didn't really go anywhere or necessarily end well, that you even wanted to run it by me because you didn't need my permission. And the maturity it took for you to say, let me get an eye on this that's not a friend of mine. Let me get an eye on this that is in the comedy world and understands what, you know, I mean, I don't know what your thought process was messaging me with it. Do you remember? Um, just you were one of the only people that actually the same way you said nobody ever has a conversation with you Nobody tried to have a conversation with me. Yeah, so everybody was just like attacking me trying to get Joe Rogan to take me down And you were the only person trying to explain it I didn't agree with a lot of the stuff you were saying because I still kind of stand by the fact that when we had a conversation you were painting me as a fat Jewish type person, <laughs> which I wasn't um, but yeah that's why I reached out to you, just because I was like, okay, I talked to him about this, so. Yeah, which which I saw as, I saw that take maturity. Yeah. And I thought the video was great. 
And, you know, it really was a wonderful explanation of regardless of intent, when something happens incorrectly, you still have to address it. And I had a situation, I'll be the first to admit, where I accidentally took a joke from someone that was one of the best jokes on my special. And the special I promoted? Uh, Secret Optimist, yeah. Mm-hmm. And which one? Uh, so the joke about um, Leviticus, about the how thou shalt not lie with a man the way one would lie with a woman, that doesn't sound like a prohibition. That sounds like sexual advice. And that part of that joke is someone else's. Um, I saw that on Reddit five years earlier. I commented on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that. And so mm-hmm. when Leviticus was trending, which is what caused me to write the joke, because Leviticus was trending because someone was, people were quoting, it was some Sunday morning, I think, where people were quoting that as a anti-LGBT thing. Mm-hmm. And I ended up writing the whole bit. And that line came to me as part of the bit because I had seen it five years earlier. Yeah. And, and because you enjoyed it, your brain stored it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the rest of that joke is 100% mine. But the part that it's built on is not. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem admitting that I was guilty of it. And what happened was I posted that joke on Reddit. Someone replied saying, this is someone else's. I knew the comic. I had talked to him online before. And oddly enough, he was actually opening for me a couple months later. And when I saw that happen, the first thing I did was hit him up and say, I'm so sorry. And I mean, if I could have hit up Louis C.K., I would have. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, all you had to do for him to respond to you is be like, I know what you did. Apparently, he responded to that a lot. <laughs> so, if you, but so I reached out to him and I said, I'm sorry. And we talked about it and he was cool with it right away. And he understood. He's like, Yeah, you don't mean to do that. And especially because I take such pride in originality and in preventing other people from doing it. And so when I did it accidentally, I felt like an idiot. And I scrubbed that joke with the exception of it. Uh, in my special, mm-hmm. I took down every meme of it, every video of it, every reference to it, other than the existence of it in my because I can't just take thirty seconds out out of the special. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we actually can. It's really. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. You I'll could, show you how. You take a video. You could take stuff out in the you middle can of the video. In app, yeah. In really? YouTube, you can take out. I, okay, you have to show me that because there's mm-hmm. there's been there was a video I had a ta- I had a million views on a video. That, and there was something in there that I was like, I don't you really like that. You used to not that. be able to do it after 100,000 views. Yeah. But now you can edit at any point. Oh, that's amazing. I definitely mm-hmm. need to do that on some videos. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I do understand that it happens. And I thought you handling it the way you did showed a ton of emotional maturity. And at first when I saw it all happening, I was like, that's why I asked how old you were, because I remember you being in your like early 20s. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking like, ugh, this kid doesn't know what's up, you know, and yeah. doing a very kind of old man-y thing, even though I'm only like 10 years older than you. Yeah, and like 25 is like not that young. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in LA, you know, 25 may as well be 12 with some people. Yeah. And so, but then you handled it less than a year later, and I was very impressed by it, and Ever, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. I do think, though, that if I would have put that exact same video out right away, yeah. it wouldn't have been received well. We'll never know. It would have just been 
I mean, I said essentially what I said in that video in the comments. Yeah. And like responded to people and the response was very bad. The response was, look how pathetic. She doesn't actually care. She's just trying to cover her track. She's just saying what she thinks she wants us to say. Yeah. So there was literally nothing I could have said. So you had so to wait I wasn't for it to, to die down. I waited for it to die down so that I could address it to just the people who followed me and cared because internet dramas, you know, every five seconds it changes. So I really wasn't speaking to the Reddit trolls. Yeah. I was speaking to my fans who could be taught the lesson, if that makes sense. It, it does make sense. Yeah. And I, you know, I never needed you to address the Reddit trolls because trolls are trolls no matter but what. But that's who it would be addressing. Right, and if it, it was done right away. And it would be giving them the attention that they wanted. Yeah, and I'd, I never asked for it to be done immediately. I never was like, you have 24 hours or this will explode. What I was saying was I, I wanted you to be cognizant of what was wrong and the opportunity that you had to influence so many people because yeah. you influence so many people every day you have you have such an amazing platform to reach people and that's something it's always funny to me when someone says about like oh these entertainers shouldn't talk politics or shouldn't talk about anything serious and it's like but people listen to us so why not yeah but also, I think there should be something to be said. I think there's something very wrong with the world at large, which is like, you don't have the right to tell me what example I should be setting. That's true. And like I said, like my audience wasn't privy to this. It was all Reddit people coming over to my channel. And like my fans don't generally like scroll Reddit that much for the most part. Like there wasn't a lot of hate coming from people that I knew. Like my I wasn't I never lost a subscriber from it. Yeah, um, I was always in the green you know what I mean so it wasn't like it was taking a hit to my whatever and like because you at the time a total stranger were like you need to make this statement and you need to set this example on your platform of all of these people that have no idea the situation's even happening yeah. it's like who the fuck are you to tell me what I should be doing should you also tell me I should be talking about this politics should I be talking about um, this kind of eating disorder should I be talking about this type of mental health should I be talking about this type of religion like you don't get to tell me what example I want to set first of all yes to all those but um, <laughs> what made you decide to do it I did it because it was something I wanted to do, not because anybody told me to. It was because it was, first of all, it was damaging my reputation within some people. But, like, I did want to defend myself, A, and explain my side because in that time I couldn't talk about where it came from or what happened. And, you know, that being out there that, like, I'm a joke thief when you Google it, whatever, like, that's not cool. And I wanted to set an example to kids who were following big influencers who were just like copy and pasting all their tweets and blah, blah 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 so you know all the reasons that you wanted me to are the reasons that I did it but it's not anybody's place to tell you what example you should be setting in my opinion yeah. I get that you really wanted to and like all these people wanted me to but like the anger and the hate and the entitlement that was behind it of like you have to do this because you have followers I'm not here for that yeah well looking back at it um, obviously that week or month or three months or whatever, however long it, however long it lasted in your DMs, <laughs> you know, however long it, it overtook. Mm -hmm. Cause I've been in that situation where a ton of stuff is coming at you mm -hmm. and you know, there was once it was from neo-Nazis and I cringed. From you? Yeah. Damn. And I cring. I talked to the FBI. It was a whole thing. And I cringed every time. I look because I enjoy looking at my Instagram comments because friends of mine interact with me and you know often fans are really cool and and I cringed at the thought of opening up the app 
Yeah. And Oh, that's been me so many times. I've almost quit YouTube so many times. Yeah. Just the idea of like, I don't know how long it was till the majority of, and it was probably the majority of your notifications were still good anyway, but how long it was where you didn't have to fear that coming at you anymore. No, it was bad for a long time. And it was even like, I put out a New York Times bestseller. I had music that was like up on the charts. And when you Googled my name, it was still articles about joke stealing. And it's yeah. like, at what point are you going to Google my name and actually see who I am and not have this like misconception of me and like this thing that I've been branded because there were so many articles written about it. And then I think, I don't know if it was one year or two years later, this kid named Rice Gum pulled up this whole situation again just because it's the only thing he could, yeah. which the irony of it was, I just made a response video where I literally went on his Twitter and was like, this, that. That this was is stolen, hilarious. this is stolen, this is stolen, this is stolen, whatever. Yeah. So then that was pulled up again. So it's still something that like, even today, every once in a while, I'll see a rogue comment that's like, isn't this bitch that like stole from Mitch Hedberg? And it's like, yeah, no, it was actually something I stole from my grandma, but. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one was the other one, which I actually was and am a huge Mitch Hedberg fan. Yeah. So that was one of those examples of like, oh, like my boyfriend and I used to listen to his special in the car. And like, for sure, I've heard that. But why I wrote it was because my grandma said, sometimes I'll be laying in bed in the middle of the night and I'll remember something I need from the grocery store, but I don't want to wake up. So I just pretend like I don't need it or something. Or I, I yeah. convince myself I don't need it. So then I was like, oh, that's funny because I do that with like Vines. So then I tweeted that about Vines. People were like, you stole this from Hitch Mitch Hedberg, which I think his version was probably about a joke, right? Like yeah, he convinces himself. Yeah, not Vines. He wasn't much of a yeah. Viner because he so died like, much before that. Yeah. yeah. So like that was, I did hear for that Mitch Hedberg, but I actually stole it from my grandma. Like examples like that yeah. where it's like, it's also not that unique of a concept. No, it's Again. not. Yeah. It's not. And I, I think that, you know, and there's still, I mean, there's still even more to the story about, you know, finding out. I don't know. If oh, can you, I? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's wrap this up in okay. the most dramatic way possible. Yeah. So a few years later, I had always wanted to know who this person was and why they came for me specifically because they're very anonymous. They came out of hibernation to make this very angry video about me. And I was like, of all of the creators who are just so much worse than me and like actually stealing every single tweet, every single vine they make is just a Tumblr meme. Every single they, thing they do is literally stolen. And I'm not even that big. Like these people have like 10 million followers and I'm like over here sitting at 700,000. It's like, why, why did you target me like this yeah. specifically? And for a while I was like, is it just cause I'm a woman? Like, is that what it is? Cause that's what a lot of people were saying. Like you're a woman in comedy, like get used to this, like whatever. But then um, years later, I messaged this kid and I was like, you know, I want to do this series where I sit down with people from my past who I've had problems with. I would love it if I could interview you. And he said, uh, sure, I, that'd be cool, but I don't go back to Newcastle that often. So it'd probably have to be around Christmas. And I was like, Newcastle, which is where I'm from. Yeah. So I was like, this kid's from my hometown. This kid who made this video that went viral, like coming for me. So then um, he promised to meet me in New York. I had a production crew ready. I had a film crew ready. And he completely ghosted me, continued to ghost me. So then uh, I hired a PI and then got his information, his name, everything. And then I got his attention because I hit him up and I was like, hey, your name. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. So then finally he's giving up all this information. He's like, please don't ruin my life. Essentially, he's like, I have a job. I just want to get away from this world. Irony. Yeah. So um, <laughs> basically what it came down to was this kid who I went to middle school with and hadn't talked to since middle school. And like he had a crush on me literally in middle school, put him up to it. And he was so just like. So the guy who made it 
was friends with him friends with the kid who had a crush on you in middle school yeah and it literally all came down to this i never call people this but some fucking loser who wanted to get revenge and like and it doesn't take away from like the fact that i fucking repeated a louis ck joke but it all came down from fucking jealous like one didn't get the girl and still pissed about it 10 years later yeah and that's so crazy to me and then i showed you the tweet seven months after all this happened he's like tweeting jokes at me like i said we need ubers in newcastle and then he tweets oh no you can't catch pokemon in a car you have to like walk because he knows that i like pokemon yeah and he's just trying to like flirt with me over twitter and get my attention he doesn't know that you know who he is well no this was oh way, so this, this was, was before. Way before so it's six months after the video hit He's like still tweeting me, and then he's he, trying to get your attention. Uh huh. And there were tweets before and after, and I just looked yesterday to see if they're up. All gone. He deleted all of them after I talked to the kid who made the video. Oh, because and then I just checked too. That kid deleted or blocked me, so I couldn't access our DMs anymore. But of course, I have them screenshotted. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So now they're just both hiding. But the fact that the kid who tried to ruin my life was still trying to like get my attention on Twitter and flirt with me after the fact is so pathetic. I I still think he was he wasn't trying to ruin your life. I think he was trying to bring you back down to him so he had a shot with you. It was probably a little bit of that, but then a little bit also of just like, oh, here's the girl who didn't wasn't interested in me. Which by the way, I did have a crush on him in elementary school. But, but not now. It's just like this girl uh, who I, I was interested in is now like out there doing big things and I can't stand that. So do you think looking back at it as horrible as that time must have been? Do you think it and it eventually helped you? Oh, I've talked about this so many times. I have multiple videos talking about this and then just any other drama or scandal that goes on. I always grow so much from these situations personally and professionally. In this situation, it definitely made me first of all realize that whether I consider myself a comedian or an entertainer or whatever it is because I never considered any myself any of those things before that I was like I am this thing yeah and because of that I have responsibilities to be that thing now so like whether or not I came into this being like I'm gonna be a comedian I have to be careful and treat myself as a comedian and look okay I'm gonna say this thing but has it been said before can it be better so it made me Check, double check, triple check, quadruple check, send it to all my friends. Have you ever heard this? Have you ever seen it? With everything I do. Yeah, you've hit me up on a bunch of that stuff. mm -hmm, In comedy, in music, in so many things. I'm just like, has this been done? It pushed me to be better because it made me realize, wow, these are real numbers and real people. So, like, I can't just be throwing out bullshit. If I'm going to tweet, it should mean something. If I'm going to create something, it should mean something. And then just as a person, it once you withstand that amount of hate, and that many like comments, dislikes, people telling you to kill yourself and you're awful. You feel those things. Like it truly sent me to therapy. Like I was ready to quit. I was suicidal for a long time over it because whether like you can say all day, it's just internet comments. It's just comments. It doesn't matter when you already have low self-esteem and there's so many people coming at you all the time and telling you that you're awful and you don't deserve anything you have. If you already believe that, it's really hard to stomach. Yeah, it's negative validation. Yeah, so I became better in that regard because, you know, I went to therapy and I started really working on myself. And because I survived that and didn't quit, everything that's come at me after that, I'm just like, I can handle this. And now it's gotten to a point where when I'm in a really bad place and in a negative situation and when bad things are happening, I look at it as, 
what am I going to create from this? How am I going to get better from this? And that's where like one of my lyrics, make a tragedy or make your tragedy as a work of art came from is just this sucks right now, but it's inspiring me. Yeah. And now I have to be better. I don't want to be looked at as, you know, a joke thief or a hack anymore. So I have to be better. And yeah, it's improved me greatly. Well, I will say uh, two things. Uh, one, I am sorry for the way I approached it. Thank you, Steve. Um, you're welcome. Um, I'm still defensive six years later. I, I understand <laughs> why. Um, and, you know, there's that phrase, consider the human, mm -hmm. when it comes to interacting with the Internet. And I think it's something that I have to remind myself sometimes. Consider the human is important. Um, and two, you know, because of how mega successful you are now, you're welcome. Now, I... Uh, <laughs> Obviously Honestly, kidding around. It could have helped. Yeah, Never maybe know. it did. All right, uh, Gabby, I could talk to you about this for a very long time. We're over. We got to do more episodes. Um, as if they even need to know, tell the people where to find you. Uh, Gabby Hannah on everything spelled with an IE because I changed it in middle school to be unique. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have, uh, there's a video that I did for your channel that is probably out by the time oh. this. Yeah. Out. yeah. When's it's this probably going to be out. So, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be out in a couple of weeks. If it's not out, then. Look for it because it will be out. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I, I build her stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Um, you have to finish it, it though. We yeah. want to make some additions. Yeah. We're going to do Well, it was kind of a last minute thing we threw together. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, thanks for watching, subscribing, uh, commenting, all that stuff. And this was such a fun and honest episode. Thanks for doing this. I loved it. Thanks for having me.